Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. And welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Tom Cock. Don McDonald has the day off today. Rare uh, exception where he doesn't have to show up. He's out moving the silver bullet from one side of the country to another. Uh, please just leave it at that. You can ask him more about that next week. But we are here to uh, take in your calls about anything money related. Yeah, I know he always wants to focus on the investing side, but you know, there's all kinds of other topics when it comes to money. So here's the telephone number, 855-955-TALK, right? It's as simple as that. You dial it up, and I already got the number wrong. How about 855-935-TALK? Yeah, that would be the number. Uh, and if you call and ask us a question today, we will give you a free book. We've got a lot of books we've written. We want to help you out. So again, 855-935-TALK. And we're going to talk to uh, someone who writes for Nerd Wallet here in a little bit. And then next hour, really exciting. I've got a fantastic contest. Yeah, you could win $50 gift certificate to uh, Amazon. I think they have Prime Day coming up here pretty soon, too. So there's pretty cool stuff on sale. So um, anyway, ring us up. Glad to talk about any of those things money-related. I've been a talk show guy. I've had a TV show here in Seattle many years, et cetera, et cetera. So part of the team here at Talking Real Money to help you. And one of the things that seems to come up a lot when stocks go up is uh, the market's at a new high. What should I do? It seems to be a topic of conversation. Um, met with some clients this morning. They did not ask me, but a lot of other people this week have. And it has already been a terrific year for stocks. You could actually sell your portfolio right now, lock in the gains. It would be pretty good because the Standard & Poor's 500 U.S. stocks are up 20.7% this year. That's pretty goggone good for half a year, 207 If you had a more diversified portfolio with some smaller companies in there, international, other things, uh, you'd have made less, 13.8%. If you had a kind of a balanced portfolio, 60%, 40%, up uh, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, just less than 9%. Pretty good year. Uh, by the way, the second best place to have your money is in REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, up 203 Even the bonds, our two-fund portfolio we give you for free. The VT Wax up 16.3% this year. The VBMFX, that's the Vanguard Total Bond Fund, up 6%. Your bonds have made 6%. So what do you do? I can tell you one thing you don't do. This is easy. Uh, you don't take advice from retired basketball players when it comes to their money. Now, why these people get, why people pay attention to celebrities when it comes to all this stuff, I have no idea. There are so many other people you could pay attention to. And here's the thing that drives me nuts. The celebrities oftentimes quote other people so they, they look like, well, I'm really smart because I'm saying what Warren Buffett said. So here we are with Shaquille O'Neal. All right. Yeah, I loved his 19-year basketball career. And I thought he was terrific in the movie where he played uh, the genie, I think, or something. Kazam. Um Entertaining guy, great basketball player, but please, really, when it comes to investing, no, I would not. He, here's what he said recently that got the attention. He said, I heard Jeff Bezos say one time that he makes his investments based on if it's going to change people's lives. So only invest in those companies that are going to change people's lives. Once I started doing that strategy, he said, I think I probably quadrupled what I'm worth. 
By the way, he's invested in 17 anti-ans. I don't know that chain. I don't know. I do know Krispy Kreme. He owns a single Krispy Kreme franchise. Uh, so he's kind of using the same thing that Motley Fool said 20 years ago. Only invest in the companies that you know. Go invest in the companies where you shop so you can check it all out. And that is really poor advice because guess what? That is, and I hate to say it, but completely meaningless. It doesn't mean a thing. There are people with PhDs, hundreds of them, who are studying these companies all the time, who are looking at every possible way they can, every inefficiency that they can take advantage of in the market, spending millions of dollars to do this. And you are going to go in and sample a donut and tell me that that's the reason to invest in that donut shop instead of another one? And by the way, how do donuts change your life? They change your life, but probably not in a positive way, (laughs) right? I mean, I, I, I should probably put those on the restricted list. But this is really poor advice. And again, why he gets this attention I have no idea. Here's what really frustrates me with Shaquille O'Neal. He says later on, what an investor needs is, he quoting Warren Buffett here, he says, what an investor needs is the ability to correctly evaluate selected businesses. The smart people on Wall Street can't do it and beat the indexes. The smart people on Wall Street run hedge funds that make less than index mutual funds. By the way, Buffett continued, according to our friend Shaquille O'Neal, said, note the word selected. You don't have to be an expert on every company or even many. And what would Warren Buffett tell you if he was coming on this show today? Warren Buffett has already told his wife, when I die, put it all in the Standard & Poor's 500. Don't pick stocks. Don't pick companies. That's great advice for you as well. 855-935-TALK. We'll continue on Talking Real Money in just a moment. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you need a little help with your investments? Set up a free, no-obligation appointment with one of our advisors at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Thank you for joining us on Talking Real Money. Our telephone number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-TALK. Do want to mention that I've got a class coming up on July 24th. Still a few seats left for that. So if you'd like to come out and learn a little bit more in one hour at the noon hour over in Bellevue, you can go online to TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com and register. So, thank you for being part of the program today, and we're here to take your calls on any topic. Let's go there now. John joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, John. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, I've been pestering my grandfather about what he thinks of investing in cannabis, and finally he said, just call the guy that's Talking Real Money, so I'm doing it. Um, My main question is, in light of knowing if something's about to go federally legal like cannabis what your guys thoughts are of investing in general and uh what what do you think of investing in the cannabis industry well so i guess i did not know that there was an initiative federally right now to legalize marijuana i don't think there actually is but i guess anticipating that okay so you're thinking that eventually, I mean, there's what, how many states now where it's legal that eventually people say, hey, you know, we may as well jump on the pot bandwagon, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think there's eight or nine right now. Okay. Eight or nine. And so here, number one is the reason that you would invest in cannabis is because you believe that type of company would make more than another type of company because people don't know about it yet? Or tell me the, re- tell me the reasons why you'd want to invest in cannabis. I think the main reason is I, I think it's something I could you look back in 20 years and be like, it's one of those where you, you might look back and be like, that's something I should have done. Why did I not do that? Okay. I guess my so, answer to that would be maybe, but the the bigger picture is number one, you have to try to pick the companies. I don't know. Right now, I think there's only... Isn't it just Tilray that where you can actually invest in it, which I think is a Canadian technically company that may be traded here? I don't know what else you can invest in. That's number one. A lot of them are Canadian. There's Aurora and Canopy as well. Number two is, again, if you believe that you know that, and and you may be right, by the way, the the odds are that you're not because (laughs) all those people that do this, as I mentioned at the top of the program, where celebrities are saying, here's how you invest in stocks. And and basically the only reason you'd ever invest in individual stocks or an individual sort of segment would be because you think you're going to make more than the market, right? I mean, in other words, Mm -hmm. if you just bought all the stocks and you took eight to 10% a year for a long period of time, no, I want to invest in something that's going to be make more than that, like technology has here in the last few years, et cetera, et cetera. So my answer would be no, not to do that, that that, that is a sector that that's, people think that they're seeing ahead, they're seeing the future. There are thousands of people on Wall Street that have studied this for a long period of time that have decided mm-hmm. to invest or not to invest based on that. And that is probably already built into the price of those securities. So, no, I would not invest in can. I actually went to a, a conference, I think it was about a year and a half ago, where they dedicated an entire day to investing in cannabis stocks. I thought it was nuts. Um, you know, I just, I have no idea why other than it feels sexy in some way, right? It's not as it, not as interesting as just investing in those old technology companies, right? Or or the boring sort of backbone <laughs> in re- retails, et cetera. So no, I would mm-hmm. not I would not do it. But here's what you might consider. I still people say, I really want to be part of something that's really cool. Okay. So take some very small part of your portfolio, take what they call a flyer on one of those companies and put it in that and give it, you know, maybe 2% of your net worth, something like that, so that you could say, hey, I was involved in that. Remembering that, by the way, eventually these companies will be invested in index funds, right? Indexes end up buying these firms, so you will be investing in them. But if you want to do it in a bigger way, some very, very, very small part of your portfolio or your grandfather's portfolio could be invested there. I'm not telling you to go do that, but I'm simply saying if that was something you really had a burning desire to do, that's the way I would do it. For sure. That totally makes sense. Um, it's so just as easy as it could be something you look back in 20 years and be like, that was great. It could be that was really dumb. <laughs> Conversely, yes, it could go up in smoke. That's a potential. John, thank you. very. That, that bad pun intended. That's a very, uh, very good question. 855-935-TALK. Let's go and talk to Dave. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good afternoon. Good. How are you doing? I'm having a great time. How can I help you? 
So I, um, I've got a question about uh, investing cash. So right now I have a 401k um, contributing maximum amount to it. My employer is matching a 6%. Um, that is invested in a retirement age um, targeted fund. Yep. I also have an IRA, which was rolled over from several 401ks from prior employers. That is also in a retirement uh, target date fund. fund. Yep. Yep. Through Vanguard. That's doing very well. Great. Um, I, I do not have any debt. I do. I am somewhat risk averse and I've got about 450 K to invest. And I was wondering what would be your advice there? Well, it wouldn't be cannabis stocks. Um, (laughs) it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Bitcoin. But so tell me a little bit about the purpose of the 450. Is this money that you eventually will use for your retirement? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And how old are you, Dave? I just turned 50. You're a young guy. So, I mean, here nah. I still think that the target date funds, they're not my favorite because they really kind of own large U.S. companies and then bonds, but they're simple, right? They also adjust to more conservative investments over time because as you get older and closer to using the money, you want to have less volatility. And you've already said, I'm kind of a conservative guy. Why wouldn't you just use the target date fund for this money as well? Okay, so just roll that into the traditional IRA. Well, you can't can't do that because the government won't let you do that. But you... um, you certainly could do, there are ways to put it in retirement. In other words, you're already maxing your 401k, you said, right? Yes. Are you Roth yes. eligible? Are you married or single? Uh, I'm single, but sadly, I will not be able to do the maximum amount. I okay. kind of like it about the third of the maximum amount. Okay. So, I mean, really, this is money that's going to have to remain in an after-tax type account. And that's fine. Again, I still think the target date funds, people think you can only use them in retirement accounts. You could use this in an after-tax you know, sort of taxable brokerage. You could go to Vanguard, put the money there, and own the target date 2030 fund. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's very inexpensive. You get decent exposure to a wide amount of stocks, and you get it at a ridiculously low, low price. So, worthwhile. Dave, thank you for your call. Yours are ahead, 855 935 Talk is the number. Coming up, we're going to be talking with somebody who writes for Nerd Wallet. Great website. We'll be right back with more here on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one stop shop for real money information. TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Thank you for being part of the program. We're here every week live to answer your questions, 855-935-TALK. If you can't call during the two hours we're live, you call that number anytime. We will uh, we will answer your question eventually on our podcast, Talking Real Money, which is uh, relatively popular as well. So Don McDonald's got the week off. Tom Cock here taking care of things. And, you know, there is there is a lot more information about money and investing and 
saving and all these things around money that uh, way more than there was 25 years ago. It is way easier to get an education, but the problem oftentimes is getting good information because there's a lot out there and not that much of it is really good. I mean, it's meant to get you excited and uh, I don't think it's very long-term in nature. That said, one of the places I think you truly can get it is Nerd Wallet. It's a great website. They have a ton of calculators and other help there, and I think it's really a great place. And that's why we're really happy to have one of the writers from there. She's really an authority on investing in retirement, which is something we focus on here as well. Ariel O'Shea, did I say it right? That's right. Okay. I wasn't quite sure. So thank you very much for, for being on here. I happened to see one of your recent articles, and then I went back and looked at all the information that you provided, which is a whole lot. You've, uh, you're have you helping other people by being in the other media that people might be more aware of, Today Show, et cetera. And you've done some work with Gene Chatsky, who I happened to interview both on radio and television many years ago. So thank you for being on uh, Talking Real Money. Sure. Thanks for having me. And, you know, the, the question that I really wanted to start with was, and this is the one I think people have the most trouble with, because it's the option that's most available, it's overlooked, it's misused, and that is their 401k, which they really should be optimizing. But when you look at this, when you write about it, what's the biggest issue you see for people sort of getting started saving for retirement using an employer plan? So I think there are a few issues. One thing is that I think a lot of people are investing in a 401k and they don't necessarily consider that investing. They don't think they're investing. They don't really look at those investments very closely. They haven't paid a lot of attention to, you know, the benefits that their plan offers them. And so I think that's the first thing you really should understand that if you're contributing to a 401k, you are an investor. You are investing for retirement and you need to be a little bit more hands on about making sure that you're in the best investments within that plan. Um, the other thing is that if you're not contributing to a 401k and you are offered one by your employer, especially if it comes with matching dollars, which is one of the biggest benefits of these plans, employers will often match your contributions, then you definitely need to be getting into that plan and starting to contribute as soon as possible, at least enough to get those matching dollars. And where are you? I just happened to look at a, uh, at a client meeting today. Woman works for a very big national company, looked at their retirement plan, went to Brightscope just to have a look at what people were saying about it, and was surprised to see, at least according to Brightscope, that 39% of the plan's assets are in company stock. Where are you on the company <laughs> stock part of inv- You work at the company, you're dependent every day for your income, your right. future there, and now you're going to throw your retirement. I mean, to me, it's crazy, but where do you stand on that? I stand with you. I mean, you know, uh, investing is all about diversification, and you need to think about that in terms of, you know, you're getting your income from this place, which is what, like you just said. And then also, if you're also investing that income back in this place, it doesn't seem like a great idea to have a lot of your portfolio invested in company stock. So some is fine, but make sure that you're limiting that um, in a way that makes sense for you and definitely be looking into how much, I mean, I think a lot of people don't even realize how much they have, like this woman that you just mentioned. And so you want to make sure that, again, you understand what you're invested in, what you're paying for those investments, and whether they are optimized for the amount of risk you want to take and what your goal is and how long you have until retirement and things like that. And we'll continue with Ariel O'Shea from Nerd Wallet. We're going to talk a little bit about financial checkup. It's summer. I know you're thinking it's a good time to be outdoors, but it's also a good time to look at your money. Make sure you're doing everything right there. 
So we'll continue 855-935-TALK here on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. We're talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Tom Cock. Our telephone number, 855-935-TALK. Anything money-related, 855-935-TALK. Here every week to take your questions and calls live. And when we're not, you can call that number as well. We we uh, we will answer your question on the podcast, Talking Real Money podcast, which is a uh, very popular i gotta say don does a daily podcast so you might hear it there so take advantage of all that another place you can get some great information regularly is at nerdwallet.com our guest ariel o'shea who is their authority on investing and retirement now fill in the blank for me if you're playing from home okay summer is the perfect time for a blank now i'm betting most of you don't say a financial checkup Right? You don't wake up in the morning, Saturday morning, the sun's coming out. I'm going to go, I financial checkup, Ariel. But uh, but people should, right? They should be doing this stuff. They should be doing it more than just maybe once a year. I actually do my spreadsheet twice a year just to kind of see where I am. But what are some of the yeah. things people should be working on, especially if you're 50 years old and you're thinking about retirement in, you know, 15 years? Right. I mean, I'm not suggesting you do this on your summer vacation, but I do think it's a good idea to do, like you said, once or twice a year. Um, you want to be looking at things like, are you saving enough for retirement, especially if retirement is approaching quickly? Like you mentioned, it's a good time to either, you know, at the minimum, run your numbers through a retirement calculator. NerdWallet has one on our site. Um, that will give you a pretty good idea of where you stand. Or if you're really close to retirement, I recommend, you know, talking to a fee-only financial planner, someone who can make sure that you're in the best shape that you can be as you approach that date um, and sort of make sure that, you know, you are going to actually approach that date when you want it to happen and you're not going to have to put it off or change plans. Um, the other thing that I think is really important this year, a lot of people were surprised by either a lower tax refund or a bigger tax bill this year. And so it's not too late to adjust your withholding um, with your W-4 if, you, if that happened to you and you don't want it to happen again next year. Um, that's something that you really should be doing and you don't want to let time slip by because the longer that you know, time goes by, the more you're likely to owe um, you know, or the lower that refund is going to be. And conversely, if the government owed you a substantial amount of money, right? That's a people Adjusted think that's like a well. like a windfall. It's like no, you loaned them money with no interest coming back, right? Right. Uh, you know, I understand some people. You know, that's the biggest windfall they're likely to get, and it's sort of forced savings. But you know, ideally, you would get that. Uh, you know, a smaller windfall spread out among. 12 months of the year by adjusting your withholding so you're not giving the government that money and instead you're getting it in your paycheck every month. That's going to help um, give your budget a little more wiggle room and it's, it's better for, for you. Maybe you'll find some extra money to save for retirement if you're able to do that. You mentioned getting advice. I mean, right, we have people call the show and they say, where do I go? I mean, it's hard because especially now with the whole argument about who's a fiduciary, who's not, mm-hmm. and what was your take on the latest Securities and Exchange Commission rule that uh, I think made it even murkier, but uh, where are you on the whole fiduciary standard? 
You know, I think the the rule just underscores the fact that it's really on the consumer to ask the right questions to make sure that when you're hiring an advisor or a financial planner, that person is going to be keeping your best interest in mind. You understand very clearly what you're going to be paying, how that person earns money, the expenses on the investments that they're recommending, and also the expenses, you know, of their services that they're providing, all of that stuff. You're not really um, very well protected, and so you need to make sure that you're taking the steps to make sure that you're getting the best advice available. And that generally does come from a fiduciary, um, you know, someone who is fee only, who's only going to be collecting money from you, the client, for the advice that they're giving you. And what is a fair fee in today's world where you read a lot about fee compression, but there's still, I still see people charging 2% in some cases for giving Mm -hmm. advice. I mean, what do you, what do you folks as journalists think a fair fee is? on the complexity of the advice that you need. But, you know, these days, people are very fortunate in that you can get a lot of advice for very cheap. So if you only need portfolio management, you don't need, you know, any sort of holistic financial planning guidance, um, then a robo-advisor might be a good fit for you. And robo-advisors charge, you know, 0.25% sometimes, even less. And so you can really get that portfolio management for very little if you don't need additional services on top of that. Um, If you do need more holistic financial planning, then you're probably going to pay more for it, but less than you would have, you know, even a few years ago. And I would say, you know, try not to pay maybe over, you know, 1% if you can. 1% seems. Can you hang around for one more segment? Yeah, sure. All right. Ariel O'Shea doing a great job. She is NerdWallet's authority on investing and retirement. I want to make sure I ask her how you can best utilize their website, which I think is terrific, too. Your questions and calls ahead, 855-935-TALK, as we continue on Talking Real Money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I believe in helping everybody become a better investor. That's why we offer lots of free knowledge at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Welcome back to the program. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-TALK. Live, taking those calls, uh, as I said, during the uh, Saturday afternoon hours. And then uh, during the week, call as well, because we uh, we answer the questions on the podcast. So trying to help you out with all things money, investing, etc. And as part of that, we try to bring in people whose work that we see and we respect. And NerdWallet is one of those websites I think you can get some really great information from. And Ariel O'Shea is their authority on investing in retirement. The other, you sent me a lot of information about IRAs and SEPA. It's very confusing to people. But one thing that's been in the news a bit lately is this aspect of inherited IRAs. So uh, someone leaves me a money in an IRA, an individual retirement account, under current law, you can stretch that out for what my expected lifetime would be. There's a there's a a move to reduce how long until you have to take that money out and pay tax on it, correct? Yes. So can, that yeah, that would change how you how much you you have to distri- distribute from the IRA and um you know when you have to take those distributions. 
I find people are generally confused by all of that because they either, I, what I see is people either take all the money out, realize, don't realize they got to pay the tax on it, or they don't have right. a strategy around all this. But what are some of the other general, the, the thing I often worry about with IRAs is it's the Wild West. In other words, if you take the money out of your employer retirement plan where you could just use a target date fund, it's not my favorite, but it's generally okay. Mm-hmm. And then you take it out to an IRA. Boy, people get sold into annuities. They get sold into all kinds of products. What is your advice on people that want to do it on their own in individual retirement accounts? So, you know, you can find those target date funds at most IRA providers. And if you are happy with that in your 401k, you may be able to, you know, put your money in a very similar or even in some cases the same fund within your IRA. And so that is a possibility. You could also get some help as we talked about. So, um, you know, I mentioned robo advisors, you can open an IRA with a robo advisor, and they will build basically put you into a uh, pre built portfolio that sort of matches your goals, your risk tolerance, when you plan to retire, or whatever the goal is that you want to meet and things like that. And it's usually made up of, you know, a mix of index funds and things like that. Uh, so there are ways to get help if you can't um, or don't want to do it alone. But I think, you know, contributing to an IRA is really the first step. And you shouldn't not save for retirement because you're intimidated intimidated by yeah. investing. Um, you know, there's a lot of help out there, including your wallet and also those services that I mentioned. Who's your uh, favorite robo or do you have one? Oh, you know, I don't have a favorite robo. Okay. We have a list of some of the best on our site. Um, you know, I know ones like Betterment, Wealthfront, um, Wealth Simple, Elvest, those are all on the list. But there's there's really like sort of one for everyone. And it really depends on, um, you know, what your needs are, um, how holistic of advice you're looking for. I mean, some these days are offering access to financial planners and, and things like that. And so I think you should look at a few, um, definitely figure out how much they will cost. Um, you know, look at things like how they how they build their portfolios, what sort of services they provide, how the customer support is. And that's the sort of thing that we really dig into when we review the services. Um, and then you can decide which one is best for you. Have you looked at acorns? I have looked at acorns. Do you like acorns? I do like acorns. I mean, I, you know, I think acorns is really valuable in that it's getting you to, you know, it sort of rounds up your purchases and invests the difference, Right. And so that's helping you save a little bit more money than you would otherwise, and that's never a bad thing. I don't think that rounding up your purchases is going to ever accumulate enough money to get anyone to retirement, right? But it's a little nice thing to be running in the background where you're saving a little bit of extra money that you wouldn't save otherwise. And, I, I um, you know, as long as you understand the fees and you're getting a lot of value out of it, enough value to um, you know, compensate for those fees. And I think it's certainly something you can consider. And that's the reason we like them too as well, because for people that would never have the discipline to save, mm-hmm. at least they're doing something, right? Yeah, I mean, it's something exactly. and they don't ever have to wake up and say, I got to write a check or the money's got to come out of my paycheck. You went and bought something at the store and that little additional amount actually came out of the account and was invested. What are some of the other big trends that you see in retirement investing, things that people may have overlooked when it comes to all of this? Well, so now we're seeing more ways to get access to. So it was that, you know, it seemed like the trend was really going to these robo-advisor services, um, totally automated, really no human interaction at all. 
Um, and then we started to see things shift back. So these services that were initially set up just to be automated started adding humans, like I mentioned, um, so access to financial advisors. And now what we're seeing is sort of more holistic, more comprehensive services that are really sort of towing the line between a robo-advisor and a human financial advisor's um, service. And so a lot of times they're charging flat fees, which is a little bit new. Um, you know, some human advisors have charged flat fees for a while, but it's not the typical way to charge for advice. And so you can really, um, you know, pay maybe a little bit every month for a subscription to a service like this, and they'll help you manage your money and answer your questions and even give you a financial plan. And, um, you know, in some cases, check in with you periodically to make sure you're following that plan and help keep you on track and things like that. Um, So I think in general, it's a lot easier for consumers and investors to access advice these days, no matter how much money they have. I I concur. I guess the only other part of all that you mentioned it briefly at the end is that we know we can show people here's the right way to invest. I mean, to use index Mm -hmm. funds and maybe based how much you have in bonds on your age, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. And number one, will they do it? But then number two, when markets go crazy, by the way, it's either up mm-hmm. or down. Because when, right. when it goes up, people are like, I got to get in now. Well, wait a minute. You uh-huh. want to get in before it does that. I guess my question yeah. always on the robos or the lesser advice is, will they make sure that you stay on the track? Because you and I both know survey after survey shows the most investors have a really hard time doing that as I say, Mm -hmm. in either great markets or poor markets? Yeah. Um, You know, I think they are taking steps to make sure that you stay on track. But I also think that it's up to you to know, sort of know yourself, which, I, you know, is admittedly difficult. But if you can look back and see how you reacted to some of, you know, the more recent market turmoil, um, and you, you know that you need someone like a real human who you know and who knows you to talk you off, that ledge and like keep you from making a rash decision, then a robo advisor, you know, maybe not is not for you, right? That's not the sort of service that is going to be um, meeting your new needs. If you're someone who is able to sort of turn a blind eye to it and let them let the markets do their thing, and you know that you're in it for the long term, and you don't need to worry about this stuff, and you've been able to sort of do that through past volatility then I think it is probably a better fit, right? But you need to know yourself. You need to know if you're prone to panicking. And if you are, you got to put some bumpers in place to make sure that doesn't happen. Before we let you get away, best ways for people to take advantage of the great work you do at Nerd Wallet, not just you, but the the website in general. When they go there, what what should they take advantage of? I think you should take advantage of all of the tools, all of the different product comparisons. I mean, our goal is really to help consumers make the best financial decisions and give them the information that they need to make those decisions. And so we have a ton of tools to help you calculate things like how much house you can afford, how much you need to be saving for retirement, um, you know, what the best credit card is, every sort of financial decision that you can encounter, you can get some information about how to make the best choice on NerdWallet nerdwallet.com you can read the very fine work of Ariel O'Shea who's writing there you can see why she's been in great places like New York Times uh, Bloomberg etc Ariel thank you very much for taking time out of your Saturday to join us absolutely terrific information and we will continue with more of that as we go on with talking real money we'll be right back Would you like to talk to a real investment advisor for free? Set up an appointment at TalkingRealMoney.com. 
your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Get educated. Come out and hear my class on uh, the 24th of July in Bellevue. You can learn more about it at TalkingRealMoney.com. TalkingRealMoney.com. You can learn how to save for retirement, how to miss all those awful mistakes. TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.